Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today is a super exciting episode. This is a conversation with Ashley Cortell. She is the owner at Daybreak Academy, which is in South Jordan, Utah. And she has been a member of our Owners HQ program since January of 2023. Now, in today's conversation, we really dive into her before journey and what her personal life, her health, and just what all of that was looking like. Um, We talk a lot about how community has had a huge impact for her, really knowing that she's not alone, validating a lot of the struggles that she was continuing, um, coming to the summit and all of the group calls and conversations that she's had with so many of the other owners. She talks a lot about the specific trainings and systems that she's implemented inside of her organizations that's really helped shift the culture in her school, as well as bringing on her director inside our director's inner circle as well. One of the things that are really interesting that you'll take note of in this conversation is how her confidence has really increased as a leader and how staff and parents have noticed this and actually brought it out um, and told her about it. She has decreased her hours. She went from, hold on, 45 hours a week that she was working to a 10-hour work week. All right, I want you to digest that for a second. When she joined our community, she was working 45 hours a week. And one of the questions that I always ask our clients before they join is, how many hours are you working now? And how many hours do you want to be working in our journey together? And she said she wanted to be working 15 to 20 hours a week uh, within the first couple months of working with us. And now she's down to 10 hours. This is a phenomenal conversation of this member spotlight. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. You and I connected back last year in March. So March of 2022, I believe, around that time. And you and I had met in an event And then several months later, we connected around October time. And the reason that we had connected was because you were really fascinated by the bridge to excellence, this concept on meta skills that I had introduced. So 
take us back to that moment where you heard me speak about this concept and what intrigued you to reach out and for us to actually get on a follow-up call. Yeah. So my husband and I, the other owner of the school, were at a child care retreat in Florida and you spoke on bridge leadership and it resonated with both of us a lot. We loved all of the concepts that you were talking about as it relates to things that we as leaders need to be doing and how that can trickle down into helping our staff. So yeah, we really loved that. And we knew that it would be something that would help us and our admin team. So that was how we got connected. Yeah. So I remember our first conversation we were talking, we were in a little bit in like the intake phase where when I, when we first bring on a member, I'm asking about, you know, what capacity are you at? How many hours a week are you working? And a little bit of that. So I want to take you back to that time for a moment. And then let's talk about kind of where we are in present. So back in October, we were chatting about what capacity you are at. And that time you were operating at about 93% capacity. And I'm curious what capacity you're operating at currently. Right now we're in our summer camp program, so it looks a little bit different. We're a little bit lower, but for the fall, which is starting for us in about a month, we're still right about 93, 94%. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So one of the things that are so important to remember in our growth journey in business is we have to understand the cyclical nature of buying and then also just the seasons. And so while someone might be hearing this and be like, oh, but she didn't increase enrollment. Yes, but she kept enrollment the same. Maintenance is also really powerful. And seeing temporary dips in things has nothing to do with the quality um, or where the business is holding. It's really just a curiosity game of Hmm, why did that happen? Is there something that we need to tweak? Is there something else that we need to do um, right. you know, when it comes to that? Yeah. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how many hours a week you're currently working inside of the business. Currently, I have reduced my hours probably to about 10. Wow. So I've been able to take a big step back and give most of my responsibilities to our director. So. A lot. Let's talk about where you were. So you, when we connected, you were working 45 hours a week. Okay. And your dream, I asked you what your dream was. Your Mm -hmm. dream was to work 15 hours a week. So we've exceeded the dream. So let's talk a little bit about what are some of the things that you've put in place to go from 45 hours a week to 10 hours a week. You've essentially replaced yourself almost inside Mm -hmm. of the business. Let's try just a little of the things that you've put in place. Okay. I think a big part of it is the roles and responsibilities and just being clear as to, as the owner, what should I be working on? For our director, what should she be in charge of and taking some of the director responsibilities off of my plate and just having a lot of conversations with our director, kind of building up her confidence. She knows the childcare world. So and I think the less I'm there, the more confident that she is to just run everything. Yeah, yeah. So when when we first connected, you were really hands-on, really in the day-to-day. So walk me through a little bit of that mindset shift that needed to take place where you're like, hey, maybe it's better for me to physically not be here versus actually Mm -hmm. be here because that's an internal game. That's not about, you know, ratio or numbers or financials. Like that's a mental game. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I think relationships for me are really important. I establish and maintain healthy relationships with our staff. 
So I did kind of have to tell myself it's okay if you're not the go-to person, that's the director's role. So now when I do come back into the center, it's kind of, it's a completely different experience for me. So, and I think it was a little confusing for the staff as well. Like, who do we go to? So just setting those expectations has really helped all of us. I love that. I love that. And one of the things that I always remind our leaders as they move through the journey, like the skill of learning how to set expectations, the skill of learning how to delegate, the skill of learning how to let go. Those are skills that take you to the next level and the next level and the next. It's not a mastery of like, okay, I painted the room and now I don't need to paint the room again. It's okay. I've learned how to let go. So in the next stage of my business, I'm going to need to let go again of something, not the same thing, but something else. And I flex that muscle, right? And and that's so much of what Owners HQ, Directors Inner Circle is about. It's skill development. It's learning these foundational skills of leadership. So this is really interesting because when you and I had first chatted, I spoke, I asked you a little bit about your home life. And at the time of our conversation, you were kind of living in between homes. Things felt a little bit inconsistent. It wasn't this, you know, aligned place that you were living in. The school was really sucking a lot of the life out of you. And we were talking a lot about what's the dream? Like, what do you want your home life to be looking like? So tell me a little bit about what your home life looks like now. Yeah. So it is still a little uh, all over the place, but my husband and I moved to the town where our school is. So we're much closer in proximity, but even though we're right down the street, I still have set that boundary that just because I'm right here and can jump in at any time, doesn't mean that I'm going to. Good. Good. Home life is doing a lot better. So let's define a lot better, right? Because when we were when we were chatting at the time, it, the I think even though you're feeling like, oh, it still feels inconsistent or whatever it is, but it feels lighter. It's not as heavy. So that's yeah. what I'd love for you to just share with us. Like what feels lighter that didn't mm-hmm. feel, that felt heavier and more weighty back then? Sure. I think before my relationship with the school was so heavy, it was almost burdensome and I would get very stressed just thinking about all of the things that I had to do. And now my relationship with the school is not like that. I'm excited to go in. I have a lot of fresh energy to take and can focus on bigger picture things. So it's incredible how an energy shift can sometimes be more impactful than a new hire or like, you know, Mm -hmm. more money in the bank or whatever it is, like just how we feel energetically is has a massive ripple effect on our company. So I I love that you're feeling that sense of peace and freedom because it's just the beginning. Like as you continue to hone that, more goodness continues to to come from there. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so tell us, tell me a little bit about your time in foundations, right? So when you first joined the program, everyone works through the foundation section, which is the three pillars to build a school of excellence, mindset, time, and culture. So I'd Mm -hmm. love to hear a little bit. I know that when you first watched the mindset video on the six limiting beliefs, um, you were like, whoa, what is going on here? So tell us a little bit about the limiting beliefs you had at the time, and I guess your relationship with them now. Okay. Um, I really resonated with the limiting belief that I am not enough. I don't know what I'm doing. That was a huge uh, roadblock for me and feeling like I was a competent owner. And now with the skills that I've learned through the foundations courses, I recognize that I do know what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I have a lot more confidence in that area as a leader. So it had, it 
yeah, it really did help me tremendously. I love, right. So again, just knowing that you're enough, you enter a room differently. You approach a problem differently. You enter a difficult conversation differently because you're coming from a place of wholesomeness and worthiness, not a place of, oh my gosh, I'm a screw up. I'm for sure going to mess this up again. So that energy is just so different. Tell me a little bit about how your calendar, um, I know we obsess over calendaring, obviously, inside of the program. So how has your calendar or time blocks, what do they look like now? How have they shifted for your role as the CEO? It's changed a lot. I feel like my calendar has a lot more clarity to it. Before it was just all over the place and I felt like I was busy all the time, but not really accomplishing anything. So with the concept of time blocking, that has been huge for me. And I feel like I'm much more intentional about the time that I spend in the school. So it's been really beneficial. I love that. Tell me a little bit about, I know you and I, I don't remember one of our chats that we were having, one of our check-ins, you were talking about how you feel less guilty because of the calendar and because you've Mm -hmm. created those blocks and boundaries. So can, Mm -hmm. can you speak to that a little bit about how you just feel more at peace with what you're doing and how you're spending your time. Yes. I think before, because I didn't have an understanding of where my time was going. And so I would sometimes feel guilty. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not working on things as much as I should be. But now with the calendar and having that visual, I'm able to see exactly what I do every day and the impact that it has. Yeah. I always talk about how the calendar um, tells you the story, right? And so now that you have the calendar, the data tells you the story. No, I am doing enough. I am working enough. This is enough. And the mindset shift is what propels our action forward, right? I always say mindset before mechanics. And the more that we can hone in our our enoughness, our skills, our mindset, uh, the more that we can really move forward inside of our company. So I love that for you. And then the last pillar of foundations is culture. So tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about where your culture was when you and I first connected and we were talking about the bridge. And I guess just a little bit of the evolution that you've seen. Culture is obviously something we're always working on. Right. Yeah. Um, Before, I think it was a lot of people maybe felt isolated. And the biggest component for me that has changed our culture has been the gratitude. We always implement different gratitude practices. And I think that has been part of the shift for us. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening, gratitude, culture of community and belonging is the first layer in building a culture of retention. After we build the culture of community belonging, then we work on building a culture of accountability, a culture of contribution, a culture of promotion. So the foundations is really building that foundational piece. And so now it's really about, all right, let's start working on the next phase of, you know, what, what it looks like to build that next phase in our culture. Um, I'm curious to hear what, is there any specific training in UpCoach or, you know, throughout your journey that you, besides for the gratitude that you have just, I guess, appreciated or used inside of your center? Definitely the time mastery and the theme days and the time blocking has been huge. That's something that I always struggled with in my professional and personal life. So that has been really instrumental for us. Yeah. Yeah, because it is. It's a, it's a really core foundational piece. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience in, with one-on-ones now that you mm-hmm. um, are starting to do them a little bit and following you know our framework inside of one-on-ones. What have you learned about your staff or about yourself um, mm-hmm. in building that relationship with the team? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't 
done the one-on-ones as much recently. That's kind of fallen onto our director's plate. But so when let, I did let, it, let's rephrase it, not fallen off. You, you've delegated it to the directors yes. and yes. now you're working on something else. So that's beautiful. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when I do them with our director, yeah. I love the framework that you introduced for how to do the one-on-ones. Because like I said, building relationships is really important to me. And so I love just getting to know people outside of the center and what they like to do as a human and what their interests are. So I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. I love that you just a couple months in already delegated that to your director, right? Who's in our director's inner circle. And you're like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to make sure I'm doing the one-on-ones with my admin team. I need to make sure that I'm, you know, working on those things with them. So that's fabulous, fabulous. So let's talk a little bit about your experience with some of the coaching aspects, right? And how coaching and community, we'll talk about community after, but specifically how coaching has helped you move through some of those roadblocks. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to hear, is there any specific strategic advisory that stands out to you or a coaching call? Like, t- tell us a little bit about your your journey through some of our coaching models. Mm-hmm. I can't recall a specific strategic advisory at the moment, but every single week that I've attended, I'm writing notes like crazy, sharing with my husband all of the insights that I've gained So that has been probably one of my favorite parts about being in the program. It seems like every week it's extremely relevant to what's going on. And yeah, I found them extremely helpful. Yeah, the strategic advisory um, is supposed to be relevant and timely. So I'm so glad that it actually is, you know, hitting the mark on that because they come from your questions, you know, they come from the member questions, but they also come from all of the research that I consistently do in the market um, and, you know, from talking to people and everything. So I love that you're leveraging that part to, you know, bring that back to your center. So when you join the coaching calls, right, and you get to hear everyone else's questions and what are some of your biggest takeaways from those calls? That I'm not the only one that has those questions or I'm not the only one that has certain struggles. That's probably been the most powerful component for me of being in the program is just recognizing that I'm not alone. Yes. Yes. So what I love this question, what has surprised you either about yourself or um, just in other areas of life, what has surprised you as like, oh, this is interesting that this is happening to me since joining, right? Because sometimes we think we join for one thing, but then it impacts so many other areas. So would right. love to hear the surprise factor. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the biggest ones for me is that there's people that have been in this field for much, much longer than I have, and they still have a lot of the struggles that I do. And even though I've been in this role for not that long, I do have knowledge and know (laughs) things about being a leader. So that's been a big takeaway for me. How has that impacted your quality of decision making or just the way you're showing up now that you believe that and know that about yourself? It's given me a lot more confidence in all areas of my life that even if I maybe don't have the exact right answer or know everything about a certain situation that I can still make decisions confidently and believe in myself. I got little chills going on (laughs) over here because it's, 
for me, those are the greatest rewards for our members, right? Like when, mm-hmm. when a member can become a better decision maker, trust their discernment, trust their decision making, trust that like now, now you become unstoppable in so many other areas because you've learned to believe the inner voice inside of you and not the critic mm-hmm. that's constantly telling you, I'm not good enough. You're not enough. You can, who do you think you are? All of that. Right. Right. Um, okay. So when you think about your next kind of big leap or your next big dreams, um, what are some of those dreaming bigger dreams that you have now that you've put so much of this foundational work in place? What's mm-hmm. what's next for Ashley? Next for me is I want to keep learning, keep improving on my skills and the areas where I feel not as strong so that I can be the best version of me for myself, for my family, for the people that work for me at our center and to make sure that we are providing the best quality childcare for our students and families. And we're kind of setting the standard for what that looks like in our area. I love that. I love that. (laughs) When you think of how your growth has positively impact the parents or the community, where would you say that lies? Mm, I would say... (sighs) just in my ability to be confident. And I think that the parents and the families and our community can tell that I just have a stronger sense of self and inner peace than I used to. And I think that just in conversations that I've had with them, because again, the relationships are so important to me. I've had parents say that they can tell there's a difference and teachers have said that too. So that has been really powerful. I, you know, it's so interesting because whenever someone's on like this growth journey or this development journey, um, it's so hard to see results. It's so hard to like, because it's hard to change and it's also hard to get those results, right? And I always tell directors, like you have to make like a 360 until anyone even notices that you've made a change, right? Like you're scrapping along and like doing all this work and no one sees anything. And then all of a sudden one day it's like, whoa, you've changed. And you're like, are you kidding? I've been working at this for months, right? Right. The fact that so many people have closed the loop for you and shared with you your growth. Like you, you haven't made a 180. Like it's, that's a 360. That's like a full new evolution of who you are. Yes. That's beautiful. It's, it's incredible. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. incredible. Um, I have just a couple more questions. So when you think of your leadership team now, right? And and who's kind of, you know, linking arms with you to grow the business. Um, how, how has the community inside of schools of excellence um, been a support for you, whether that, whether that's, you know, helping you with your admin team or any other area of your leadership, how has the friendships and the community um, been, been helpful? Yeah, that's, again, been really my favorite part is just getting to know all of the other owners and directors and 
linking arms with them and leaning on each other when we need support, just bouncing ideas off of one another. So it's been tremendously helpful for me because it can feel very isolating at this level. So yeah, it's been amazing. Have you kind of built some like deeper connection since the summit, since the event with some of the members? Yes, I have. I love that. I love that. And I'm assuming you guys also get on like private calls and stuff like that. Like not just like on the coaching calls, like you guys connect outside of the group sometimes. Yep. I have quite a few other members that I text frequently and talk to and we share life updates with each other. So that's yeah. amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm actually have a curious question about friendship for a second, because I know I, I speak about friendship a lot. And so many times when people come into the room, they're like, I don't really have any friends. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. like what, you know, like what you mean. So I'm actually curious, like, how has creating some friendships here? Like, are you making new friends at home? Also, are you like expanding mm-hmm. some of your network there? I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. It doesn't come hard to me to make friends, so okay, <laughs> which okay, has good. been nice. But it's been really, really nice to have friends that are in the same circle and stage of life that I'm in. Yeah. So yes, it definitely has trickled down into the other areas of my life as well. I love that. I love that. So when someone's listening to this and they're like, you know, my, my story's similar to Ashley. I also, you know, I'm working so many hours or, you know, I have all this stuff going on and, um, people hear these stories, but then they tell themselves a different story. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I can't do that. It's not for me. She's special or it's not exactly like I am or whatever it is. You know, I had one time someone was like, I don't know. Do you have any members that are on the same zip code as me? And I'm like, I don't think zip codes really matter when it comes to leadership. Like, I think that whatever zip code you in, you're dealing with the same problems. So I'm curious, you know, what would you tell someone who's considering joining the program, but is just, I don't know, telling themselves all kinds of stories? Mm -hmm. I would say absolutely do it. I wish that I had joined sooner. Because I feel like there was a version of me as a school owner that existed before I joined the program. And then there's the version of me now. And the now me is telling the before me, you need to join this program. It's going to change your life. So whatever stories that you're telling yourself, you can do it. It's worth it. The community alone is huge. Just to know that you're not alone. And it will transform you and your business and your life in ways that you could never have imagined. Love that. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap there. Thanks so much for listening. So what I want you to think about here, you know, is what were your biggest insights? What were your biggest just, wow, that's incredible that that was possible. Or, you know, that's unbelievable where she started and where she is right now. And also, hey, the journey is a journey, right? Not every mile marker is going to be crossed in the first, you know, eight to nine months of working together with someone or up leveling your mindset, your systems, your processes, your culture, just who you are as a leader. So if anything today resonate with you, you're like, gosh, I really want some of this, or I really resonate with Ashley's story. I'm really curious about what 
the Owners HQ program and Schools of Excellence can provide for me, then I really want to encourage you to apply to our Owners HQ program or Directors Inner Circle. The link is in the show notes. You will learn more about the program, apply. We have an application process very intentionally because we're very specific about who we allow into the program. We really need to make sure it's a right fit for both of us so that we can support you and you know that you can be supported by us as well. We are super into transformation and really ensuring that what you're going to be learning, you're going to be able to execute, you're going to be able to transform on. It's why we have a very specific multi-layered process with accountability, with coaches, with community, with processes. So if you are interested and committed to really make this year a transformational year for your school, then please click the link and apply. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.